Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. It's Superman, strange visitor from the planet Krypton, who came to Earth with amazing physical powers far beyond those of mortal men, and who, disguised as Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a great metropolitan newspaper, wages a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Today, Superman in his guise of Clark Kent sits with Candy Myers and Inspector Lansing on the wing of a seaplane anchored in mid-ocean, from which they watch as a blackened diving bell, covered with seaweed, rises to the surface. Well, there it is, fellas. Our transportation to the kingdom under the sea. Extraordinary thing, what? Looks like a prehistoric monster, by Joe. Yeah. Hey, look, it stopped rising. Shall we taxi over? And... No, no, wait, Inspector. There's someone in it. My word. Are you kidding, Kent? Not at all. Good heavens, look. On top, the hatch is opening. Well, I'll Look out! There's a man in there, and he's armed. Duck! And now, gang, here's Superman himself, who has something he'd like to tell you. Come in, Superman. Hello, everyone. I just wanted to tell you, in case you don't know, that today is the 200th anniversary of the birth of a national hero. Now, you may not know much about him, and I think you should. He was a patriot who fought and died for our country at a time when we had no mighty army, no giant skyscrapers, no roaring factories. At a time, in fact, when we were not even a nation, but a wonderful dream of liberty and equality for all. Things that were very near and dear to this man's heart. His name was Casimir Pulaski, and he was a soldier who came to these shores from his native Poland to help us fight the American Revolution. Now, Pulaski, by the standards of some people, was a foreigner because he spoke English brokenly with an accent. But to General Washington and his soldiers, that made no difference, because Pulaski knew well the language of freedom. And the true test of his worth was determined not by his accent, but by his actions. Casimir Pulaski proved his worth. He gave his life that the spirit of freedom may live in America. You see, our country was built by men and women from all over the world, people who spoke in many accents, who worshipped in different ways, whose skins were a variety of colors. But they all believe that every man has the right to be treated fairly and squarely, no matter what his race, religion, or previous nationality. Now, don't let's ever forget them. Let's do everything we can to preserve the freedom they fought and died for. And now, the adventures of Superman. In London, England, Clark Kent, Private Detective Candy Myers, and Inspector Lansing board an RAF flying boat and, with a party of Scotland Yard men, flew out to a spot on the Atlantic Ocean directly over a fantastic hideout for criminals, a lost city located under the floor of the sea. Then, using a radar-like device, which he had taken from a gang who transported escaping criminals and supplies to the hideout, Kent flashed a secret code signal. And as he sat with Candy and the inspector on the wing of the seaplane, a huge steel diving bell, shrouded with seaweed, broke the surface and came to a stop. Suddenly, Kent called out a warning. 
Candy. Inspector, look out. There's a man in that felony's arm. Hey, you're right, Kent. I see him now. Stand by your guns, man. Maybe several blokes in there. No, no, there's only one. Come on, let's taxi over no, there. No, wait. You in the diving bell. Ahoy! Holy smokes, he ducked. Look, the hatch is closing. He must have spotted us for police. He's going to try for a getaway. Do something, Inspector. Order your men to fire. No, that won't do any good. Why not, Kent? But you can't even put a dent in that thick steel with anything less than a bazooka. I'm afraid Kent Wright, Myers. Well, unless you try now, we'll never know, because that thing's submerging, see? Oh, it's a rotten piece of luck, what? Oh, it's getting away from us. What are we standing here oh, for? don't take it so hard, Candy. Well, what do you want me to do? Dance for joy? Relax, I tell you. We're not licked yet. Uh, do you expect me to believe that if you make with that radar gadget again, the boys down yonder will come up for us with songs, dances, and, and snappy patter? Oh, of course not, but ah, I still it's gone now, and I'm so sore I could chew nails. Come on, you chaps. Standing out here and being angry will get us no place. Yeah, I guess we better go back now. Watch your foot in here. It's a bit slippery. Oh, Ken! Look out, Ken! Oh! Jumping Jemima, he fell into the drink. Man overboard! Man overboard! Sorry to give Candy and Inspector Lansing a scare, but getting that diving belt back up is a job for Superman. Ah, here it is. Now, up with it. Uh, oh, powerful motors are dragging it down. And I better stop tugging or I'll break the cables. Then we'll never be able to get into the Underseas Kingdom. Ah, oh, but how can I get it? Here, wait a minute. I can disconnect the power line like this. There. Ah, oh, later I can hook it back on. Now, back up to the plane. Up! Up! Pushing the giant diving bell up to the surface, Superman brings it alongside the seaplane. Then, swiftly reconnecting the power line and forcing open the hatch, he disappears to reappear a moment later as Clark Kent. And after passing quickly over his mishap, plus the miraculous return of the bell, he joins Candy and Inspector Lansing as they force the steel sphere's lone occupant to come out. Well, what do you know? Look who it is. Myers. Candy Myers. You know this bloke, Myers? <laughs> I'll say I do, huh, Pete? Who is he, Candy? Pete Zillette. Don't you recognize him, Kent? Sure. Isn't he one-time public enemy number one? That's him. Wanted in America, Abe? And how? For murder, racketeering, burglary, and any other crime in the book. Right, Pete? Tell the wise guy, ain't my... Sure, chum. What have you been doing these many years? Cooling off down there in the underseas kingdom? How'd you find out about that? Where'd you get the code signal to get the diving fell up? <laughs> A little birdie told us. Why, <laughs> hold on, you. Tell me... Are John Higginson and Lord Muggeridge alive down there? Why don't you ask that little bird would tell you them other things? You'll soon find out. Come on. Let's go down and see for ourselves. Oh, wait, Inspector. You're forgetting there are 50 or 60 desperate men down there, all armed? While with Candy and me, there are only 17 of us. So what, Kent? We'll take them before they know what's hit them. Come on. If you're afraid, Kent. Oh, no, it isn't because I'm afraid. Really? It is... Then what is bothering you, old man? Well, I, I, I don't know exactly. It's... Just a feeling, I guess. Well, lose it, chum. I tell you, this is going to be a left-handed cinch. Oh. Go on, Zillette. In with you. No. No, I ain't going. Go on. Get in there. All right. Don't bother with him, Myers. We'll just tie him up and leave him here. Okay. Maybe that's better. Oh, no, wait a minute. We need him to operate the diving bell. Hey, I never thought of that. Come on, tough guy. Now. Now I say. I ain't going in that thing. I say you are. Now get in there. Now you can't take me. Nice hey. work, Myers. Nothing to it, Inspector. Come on, man. Into the diving bell.
the cramped quarters, what? Yeah. And the least those crooks could do is provide some seating arrangements. That'll make it somewhat more comfortable. <laughs> Excuse me. Want to have a talk with my man? Sure, Inspector. Hey, what's eating you, Kent? I'm worried, Candy. Something about this I don't like. Ah, now, look. First of all, I don't like the way Zalette balked at coming down with us. Well, that was only because he was scared he was going to get it from his pals for cooperating with us. Uh, I've got a hunch it's more than that. I think maybe he got it. Hey, what was that? I say, what happened? I don't know. We seem to be descending slower. Hey, Zalette, what's the matter with this coffee pot? I don't know. Do you mean you don't know or you're not talking? I told you, I don't know. We're still moving. Probably just slows up normally at this point. Uh, hope you're right, Inspector. Uh, so do I. Hey, look. On this meter, it says we're only halfway down, with 800 more fathoms to go. How much is that in feet, Kent? Well, there are six feet in a fathom. That makes us six times 800, or 4,800 feet from the bottom. Almost a mile. A mile? Holy smokes, at the rate we're moving now, that'll take us days. Cheer up, old man. Probably picks up speed again at a certain point, and then it's... Now what? Don't you notice something? Why, no. What are you talking about, Kent? We've stopped moving. We have? Holy smokes, he's right. We're standing still. Their faces drained of color. All the men in the diving bell almost stopped breathing as they stare in shocked amazement at each other. What happens now? We'll know more in a moment when we return for the suspenseful climax of today's episode. So stand by. Gang, the story Superman told you a little while ago about General Pulaski, the Polish patriot who gave his life for our country, is only one example of similar instances in which people with foreign accents fought and died for a free democracy in America. Washington's army is known to have included men of all races and creeds, white and black, Catholic, Protestant, and Jew, all of whom fought and bled and died so that the United States might be created, so that we could have a government of the people, by the people, and for the people. What's more, every army in the history of our country that thereafter fought to preserve those rights and freedom for us included men of all races and creeds. Men whose accents differed from ours, but whose love of freedom matched our own. So you see, the color of a man's skin, his accent, his religious beliefs and practices, his nationality, none of them matter. None of them are important. As we pointed out to you a few days ago, it takes all kinds of people to make a nation so strong as ours. And the very mixture found in our country is the essence of our strength. That fact should very definitely prove to you that the rubbish spouted by rabble-rousers about the supremacy of one race over another, the Nazi theory of a master race, is phony. It's a booby trap designed to ensnare the unwary, and so set friend against friend, neighbor against neighbor, with the result that peace is destroyed and terror reigns. That kind of talk destroys the unity of American people, and without unity, we have no strength. And now, back to the adventures of Superman. When the diving bell in which they were descending to the kingdom under the sea suddenly stopped halfway down, Mark Kent and his friends were shocked into stunned amazement. Now, as Kent utilizes the X-ray vision of Superman in an effort to determine what has happened, Inspector Lansing breaks the heavy silence. I say, 
This does look serious. What? And how? We better do something. Wait, Eddie. What's this? A sliding panel, and hey, look what's behind it. A telephone. My word. Kent, do you think that connects with the Underseas Kingdom? Undoubtedly. And now I know why Zalette was so anxious not to come along with us. Yeah, I get it, too. That rat must have tipped off his pals that we were here. Of course. Isn't that right, Zalette? What if it is? You can't do nothing to me now. Brother, I'm here to tell you how wrong you are. Hey, you're for me. Get on that phone, you weasel, and tell your pals to bring you down because you got a load of provisions. They won't believe me. Do like I say or I'll bash your skull into a pulp. Wait, pulp. Candy, hold it. It won't do no good, I tell you. Don't tell me it won't do no good. I tell He's you to... right, Candy. Get He's on that right. phone. What's that you say, Ken? Tell you, Zalette's right. Nothing can help us now. Now, look here, old man. Are you kidding? No. He's in the same boat we're in. You... You mean he's... He's being sacrificed by his friends below? Exactly. We're trapped. Trapped nearly a mile under the surface of the sea. And my hunch is we're going to be left here to die. For a full minute following Kent's startling announcement, there is dead silence in the diving bell. With Candy Myers, Inspector Lansing, and the group of Scotland Yard men standing as if paralyzed the full import of their peril sinks into their numbed minds. And for the moment, even Superman can't see how he can help them without furthering imperiling their lives. What will happen? Believe me, gang, much happens tomorrow when we bring you another action-packed chapter of this thrilling story, Kingdom Under the Sea. So don't miss it. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow, same time, same station, for more suspenseful excitement in The Adventures of Superman. Superman is a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC Comics Magazine and is brought to you Monday through Friday at this same time. This program came from New York. Stay tuned to your mutual station for Captain Midnight, which follows in just a moment. And right after Captain Midnight, you will hear Tom Mix and his Ralston straight shooters. This is the Mutual Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Well, I love Superman flying that whole ship back to London. That is truly a job for Superman. And I also kind of like this cliffhanger. You know, a lot of problems that Superman is given in the radio show are ones that can be solved by brute force. This one is a little bit more complicated. Not only by the fact that he has all these people around them because he went back to London to get them, but also uh, because of the uh, delicacy required. Because if he goes at this too hard or overexerts his powers, he could uh, kill a lot of people, including the policemen or all the uh, inhabitants of the kingdom under the sea. It'll be interesting to hear how this uh, turns out, so be sure and listen to us on Sunday. In the meantime, send your comments to adam at adamsweb.us and be sure and rate the show on iTunes and pick up your copy of Speed Trap, now available at audible.com or the iTunes store as an audiobook. But from Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off. <laughs>